Hello, welcome to Songs in the Key of, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs, anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times they will simply reflect my latest obsessions, my new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So let's get on with it. This time round I've picked the theme of TV shows. We did some songs in the key of cinema quite recently, so perhaps it's time to move from silver to small screen and consider some rather marvellous tunes that have opened and ended some equally wonderful TV shows. Let's start with Grandaddy. In 1997, the American band Grandaddy released their debut album Under the Western Freeway. The second track from the album goes by the name of AM180 and, if you didn't know it thanks to your undying love of Jason Little's band, then you might just know it as the theme tune to Charlie Brooker's Screenwipe. Screenwipe was born out of Brooker's acerbic TV review column in The Guardian. There was a sixth form snarkiness to the show that ranged from the downright silly to an absolute righteous vitriol at the incompetence and arrogance of those in power and an utter despair at the powerlessness of anyone else to do anything about it. AM180 was the perfect theme tune to the show, starting with a warped synthesizer sound recording soundtracks to the earliest of computer games before descending into a grungy noise of distorted guitar. The song itself is a rambling love song the exact opposite of the power ballad grandiosity you might immediately think of when you hear the phrase love song. This is more of an understated beast, a song that simply yearns to be with that special someone, not doing anything in particular. If you come down, we'll go to town. I haven't been there for years, but I'd be fine wasting our time, not doing anything here, just doing nothing. It's rather beautiful. Several years ago, my friend Peter introduced me to an American TV show starring Zachary Levi called Chuck. The premise of the show was as follows. The titular Chuck works in an electronics outlet in the Nerd Herd team. 
fixing customers' computer problems, until one day, through some rather complicated plot contrivance, he ends up downloading a whole Pentagon's worth of top-secret information into his brain. It was a geek's paradise of a TV show, not just because of the nature of the plot, but also because of the cast and guest stars. Here you would find Adam Baldwin from Firefly, Timothy Dalton from two Bond movies, Linda Hamilton from Terminator, Carrie-Anne Moss from The Matrix, Scott Bakula from The Quantum Leap, and most importantly of all, Bruce Boxleitner from Babylon 5. It was fun, light and rather wonderful, and it had a kick-ass theme song courtesy of Cake. We've heard from Cake on this podcast before, courtesy of their cover of I Will Survive on one of the Songs in the Key of Covers episodes. Short Skirt Long Jacket, which was the theme tune to Chuck, is driven by its grooving bass line and, of course, given this is a Cake song, a splendid bit of trumpetry. The TV show didn't feature any of the vocals, so you didn't get to hear all the stuff in the lyrics about dreaming of dating a highly successful businesswoman. She wants a car with a cup holder armrest. She wants a car that will get her there. She's changing her name from Kitty to Karen. She's trading her MG for a white Chrysler LeBaron. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. teenager in the 90s there was a tv show that i absolutely loved it was set in east lancashire and told the story of a collection of friends who are all members of the territorial army it was called preston front and starred colin buchanan later pasco in the tv detective drama dl and pasco caroline katz more recently the love interest in martin clunes doc martin and alistair mcgowan it was all rather gentle stuff, really. No great drama, no peril or trauma or any of that. Just a will-they-won't-they they romance and gentle misunderstandings with almost hilarious consequences. Watching it back now on DVD, it does come across as particularly quaint, naive even. Not least because the characters in the show are very clearly just playing at soldiers. 
Set in that period between the end of the Cold War and the September the 11th attacks when we had all rather smugly convinced ourselves that major international conflicts were a thing of the past, it presents life in what is now known as the Army Reserves as just a bit of knockabout fun, what one character refers to as dicking about. But despite all of that, I love it. It's comfort viewing, a reminder of simpler times. The theme tune to the show was written and recorded by the Milltown Brothers, of whom I still know very little. Friend of this podcast, Stuart Turner, once brought them up in conversation and I was surprised to hear they'd had a career away from providing the theme tunes to gentle Sunday evening telly. Though the band does feature brothers, none of them bear the name Milltown. The name comes from the fact that they come from Kong, a Lancashire town with mills in it. Here I Stand, the song in question, comes from their 1991 debut, Slinky. When it was released as a single, it just missed out on a top 40 placing, so I'll completely understand if it didn't cross your radar at the time, but at least you can hear it now. It's a piece of jangly pop typical of the late 80s, early 90s landscape in which it was born, and its lyrics are fairly typical of the genre too. Matt Nelson's semi-vibrato vocals deliver lines dedicated to what these days film buffs would refer to as a manic pixie dream girl, positioning himself as the most sensitive of souls, being putty in your hands and waiting your command. All of which makes it sound like it should be too drippy for words, but it isn't. It's a perfect piece of indie pop, all done with a catchy guitar hook, a driving drum beat, a sing-along chorus, and a melody that is less earworm, more an ear-retaculated python. And it goes like this. In the early noughties, Andrew Lincoln, fresh from his stint as Egg in BBC Two's This Life, skipped over a couple of channels to appear as Simon Casey, the most lazy of educators in the Channel 4 series Teachers. It was famous for its irreverent, maybe even completely bizarre representation of school life, with donkeys wandering around corridors while the cast swore and smoked their way through their lives at Summerdown Comprehensive. But perhaps one of the most striking features of the show was the soundtrack. At times it seemed less like a comedy drama series, more an extended music video. Bands and artists featured include Doves, Goldfrap, Mr Scruff, The Electric Soft Parade, Cosmic Rough Riders, Ed Harcourt, 
Mercury Rev, Turin Breaks, Idle World, and I Am Clute. Just the kind of thing you'll hear in the indie-loving sections of these podcasts. But most notable of all was the theme tune to the show, Bell and Sebastian's The Boy with the Arab Strap, taken from the album of the same name. It's a deceptive song, sounding all delicate and whimsical, almost floating around on a cloud. But it's lyrically dense, painting an intricate picture of life in a stale old town. Just take the opening verse. A mile and a half on a bus takes a long time. The odour of old prison food takes a long time to pass you by. Day upon day of this wandering gets you down. Nobody gives you a chance or a dollar in this old town. Listening to the song, you know exactly what the place looks like that Stuart Murdoch is singing about and exactly the kind of people who are being sung about. Young creative souls with an imagination sprawling in inverse proportion to the tiresome dullness of their surroundings. These days we are more likely to binge on box sets, albeit digitally, than watch regular telly. But back in the early noughties, the phenomenon was still fairly novel. One of the shows that prompted the binge-watching mentality was the gangster epic The Sopranos, starring James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano. I can't say much about the show, as I have to this day only ever watched one episode. I know, the shame, the shame... But I can comment on the show's theme tune, which I absolutely love. Woke Up This Morning is a cool-as-fuck blues number, as the Rye title implies, incorporating gospel, electronica and hip-hop, and it comes to us courtesy of the Alabama Three, who hail from about as far from Alabama as it is possible to come. They come from Brixton. And there are many more than just three of them. The Sopranos theme song comes from their album Exile on Cold Harbour Lane, which is a spectacularly self-assured record that you simply have to hear. Not just because of Woke Up This Morning, but also You Don't Dance to Techno Anymore, Ain't Gonna Goa, and Peace in the Valley. Every song is an absolute gem, but you simply have to love Woke Up This Morning. Just tell me you don't feel a foot taller after listening to this. Woke up this morning, got yourself young. Your mama always said you'd be there. 
Steve Coogan has had many outings with many characters, the most famous being Alan Partridge, whose first incarnation was as a sports reporter on the satirical news programme spoof that was the day-to-day. He later took centre stage as an incompetent chat show host on Knowing Me, Knowing You, then as a failed incompetent chat show host on I'm Alan Partridge. He later found himself on the big screen with the film Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa, and has more recently re-emerged on the small screen with the one-show spoof this time. Alongside Partridge, you'll find Coogan's comic roles have included Paul and Pauline Calf, Tony Farino and Duncan Thicket. But the character I warmed to the most was a relatively more recent one, Tommy Saxondale, whose exploits as an ex-roadie, now pest controller, were the subject of two series. There's a beautiful depth of character to Tommy Saxondale that you don't get even with Coogan's most famous creation. Tommy is an ageing hippie with an anger management problem. He's got aches and pains that remind him that his youth is far behind him and he's restless with nostalgia for the glory days of touring with Genesis. The humour is much more subtle than that found in Alan Partridge or any other creation. It's a melancholic kind of thing that treats Tommy with a great deal more sympathy, despite his occasional pompousness, than you'll find in much else of Steve Coogan's work. The theme tune to Saxondale is, of course, a piece of prog rock mastery. House of the King by Focus, a Dutch band with a flautist standing in the position where you'd usually find the singer. House of the King opens with a courtly dance of a piece of flutery, the kind of thing you might have expected to have heard at the court of Henry VIII as presented in a 1960 Technicolor epic. It then revs itself up into a high octane waltz before changing speed again as a soaring guitar solo takes over. For a piece of music that's just 2 minutes 45 long, it's got a great deal packed in and it's all ruddy marvellous. a dark brooding TV show full of doom, gloom and characters on the brink of the abyss, you could do a lot worse than hire Emily Barker to provide the theme music. We've already heard from one of her TV theme outings before, thanks to her song Nostalgia, which was used on the English language version of the detective show Wallander starring Kenneth Branagh. 
But Emily Barker is no one-trick pony when it comes to theme tunes, as you'll hear in a moment thanks to her song Paws, recorded with her band The Red Clay Halo, which appeared as the theme tune to The Shadow Line, a crime drama that explored the blurred morality of criminals and the detectives pursuing them during the investigation of the murder of a drug dealer. Pause is an intense, lingering piece of music, almost hymn-like in its slow-paced, reverential delivery. The song is the definition of yearning, an aching desire to be with a loved one, and to pause in that love. This is delicious. doesn't seem that long ago to me, although come to think of it now, that is 17 going on 18 years ago. But looking back, a lot has changed since then. For example, back then it was possible for employees of companies to sit inside a room within their offices and smoke cigarettes. These days it's proving difficult for employees to sit in a room in their offices even without smoking cigarettes. But hey, them's the breaks during the current unpleasantness. Anyway, I digress. Not only was it far from unusual for people to be able to smoke indoors at their places of work, BBC Three even made a sitcom about the idea and it ran for two series. The Smoking Room featured a brilliant comic cast. Robert Webb, now much better known as one half of Michelin Webb, as the intelligent but clearly unambitious Robin. Jeremy Swift, more recently seen in Downton Abbey portraying the anally retentive Sprat, who in this show played Barry, a doom-obsessed, rather incompetent office drone forever convinced that others were to blame for his lack of success, and Paula Wilcox, who had originally found fame as Chrissy in Man About the House in the role of Lillian, forever in search of a new man and, of course, a new cigarette. It's also featured Leslie Schofield as a very sweary security guard who, lest we forget, played Johnny Briggs's dad in a children's BBC show from the 1980s, where the swearing was generally kept to the bare minimum. 
We never found out what kind of company the characters in this show worked at. That didn't matter. What did matter was the keenly observed characters that made the show work, which probably explains its BAFTA win in 2005. The show's theme tune was The Cure's Close To Me, a bouncy keyboard-driven tune full of breathy vocals, ever-so-precise drumming, hand claps, and that ever-necessary earworm magic. The lyrics, full of dread and impending doom, that were completely the opposite of the poppy and peppy tune, were a perfect match for a sitcom about people who would rather be anywhere else but at work. selection of TV tunes, I gave myself the rule that the song should have been pre-existing prior to the creation of the show in question, so I wasn't going to pick any theme tunes that had been written specially for the programme. But at this point, nine songs in, I'm going to have to break my own rule, simply because I just have to include the theme tune to one of the best sitcoms I've ever watched. The Detectorist is arguably far too recent a show to be eligible for any best of anything accolade. To say it's one of the best sitcoms means immediately putting it up against the likes of Forty Towers, Only Fools and Horses and Dad's Army, but I stand by my comment. The Detectorist provides an understated, gentle form of comedy like a warm blanket. It tells the story of a couple of metal detecting enthusiasts forever on the search for non-ferrous objects, Roman coins, Viking brooches, at one point they even get involved in a search for Nazi gold. And one of the key draws to the show is the music. As understated as the show itself, Johnny Flynn's theme song is a piece of elegant, straining beauty. Will you search through the lonely earth for me, climb through the briar and bramble? I'll be your treasure. I felt the touch of the kings and the breath of the wind, I know the call of all the songbirds, they sang all the wrong words, I'm waiting for you. Johnny Flynn's voice has a craggy eloquence to it, groaning over the rising beautiful array of instruments. What you think will just be a song for voice and guitar gently expands to include drums and a gorgeous rich brass sound. It all goes together to prove that the song, as with the show itself, is about so much more than just looking for precious metals. 
It's about finding your way through the world, finding the meaning you need to make sense of things, and maybe even finding some like-minded souls to help you along your journey. That's the real treasure that's being searched for. Will you search through the lonely earth for me? Climb through the briar and bramble I'll be your treasure I felt the touch of the kings and the breath of the wind I knew the call of all the songbirds They sang all the wrong words I'm waiting for you I'm waiting for you When I started these podcasts, my aim was to never feature more than one song by the same band or artist. Although technically, what with the vast array of music and musicians out there in the world, such an aim should be easily achievable, it's not quite being possible. You know, what with lots of bands and artists generally producing more than one rather wonderful piece of music each. As far as my records testify, there's a spreadsheet involved in everything. The artist who has appeared most regularly in these podcasts is Nina Simone. And I thought she would be appearing on this episode too, until I did my research properly. One of Nina Simone's most famous songs was a cover of I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel To Be Free. It's a soulful, yearning song, but it also has a bounce to it, a playfulness even. For the duration of its 47 year run, a movie review show which changed its name with every passing year used this song as its theme tune. And why not? But it wasn't the Nina Simone version. I had thought it was a specially recorded version done especially for Barry Norman's programme, but actually I couldn't have been more wrong. It's the original. Billy Taylor wrote the song in 1952 for his daughter Kim. It started off as an instrumental, but as Kim told the Financial Times in an interview, he had written the first verse of the lyrics pretty early on. He got stuck at one point and invited lyricist Dick Dallas to collaborate to help him finish the lyrics, and that's when we got the later verses. I've always felt that there was a difference between the first verses and the later ones. I think you hear my dad's voice most clearly in the first verse. The song quickly got adopted by the civil rights movement for obvious reasons. Just listen to these lyrics. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. I wish I could break all the chains holding me. I wish I could say all the things I should say, same loud, same clear, for the whole round world to hear. Although it started life as a tune for Big Band, the version fans of the film show will be most familiar with is this paired back version for a trio. It is perfect. The rich gospel piano plunging into a gorgeous array of variations on the original theme. The meandering plucked upright bass and those tight, tight drums. This, if nothing else, is absolutely delicious.
so there you have it 10 songs in the key of telly i hope you enjoyed them let me know on the instagram post for this episode which songs you liked and which theme tunes you feel should have been included i'm always open to new song suggestions I'll be back sooner or later with a new episode. Given the season, there will inevitably be a festive feel to it. In the meantime, have a marvellous few days and nights till we meet again. <laughs>